2: Is in it running back first down and goal to go play action fake right side draw touchdown kansas city mccall hardman mccall hardman with the catch on the right side a three-yard touchdown pass in overtime kansas city wins the game 25 22 and the chiefs kingdom has started its own history class because for the first time in 6,944 days, there is a back-to-back Super Bowl champion, and it is the Kansas City Chiefs, champions of Super Bowl 58 on the heels of Super Bowl 57. The Chiefs do it in
3: overtime. Back-to-back champions, and that's how it sounded last night on 106.5 The Wolf with Mitch Holt is your voice of the back-to-back world champion, Kansas City Chiefs. How's that sound this morning, Kansas City? Back-to-back champions for the first time in 19 years. Somebody has gone back-to-back, and it's our wide receiver football team from Kansas City, baby, with an exciting overtime win. And if you were at the game, don't worry. The NFL is billing you for that fifth quarter. They're not giving you any free football after that one last night. Josh Klingler, you're in Las Vegas. Did you go to sleep last night? Are you still rolling from the after party, my friend?
0: A very, a very brief 90 minutes. That's all you got, huh? That's it. That's (laughs) it. That's all you need, right?
3: That's all you need.
0: We got done and I came back and of course my room key wouldn't work. Of so course. That was awesome. And then you got to gotta go, to go back down, right? You got to go to the front <laughs> desk, at, you know, <laughs> way too early. In the right. Morning and going, it's probably one me? of those
3: hotels where it takes like six hours to get to the front desk too, right? It's not like a quick
0: La Quinta <laughs> where you just run downstairs. It wasn't bad, but it was five deep at the front uh. desk when I'm going to get my key. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we're, on a, we're on a time crunch here, people. Yeah. That no, was good to hear. It was good to hear Mitch's call because it was a blur. I mean, yeah. I, I was right up there on the headset, and I mean, we're all sprinting towards McCall Hardman. I mean, it wasn't. <laughs> right. I was pretty much running with the team, so it was good to hear Mitch's call because uh, that was the first time I'd heard it because I wasn't paying attention because I was running onto the field like every other lunatic.
3: Well, you should have been running onto the field like every other lunatic out there because that's what everybody was doing last night here in Kansas City. The touchdown gets scored, the fireworks go off, and Academy Sports is out of t-shirts already today, Josh. And because this is one that you want to get because this is back-to-back. This is now the dynasty, and the dynasty is officially here. And if anybody wants to say that this is not a dynasty and they want to keep moving the line on this one, they can kiss my ass because now this is three titles and five years and the first team to go to back to back and win back to back championships like we said in 19 years and this is now officially a dynasty it's one of the great dynasties in sports history and I think we're just at the beginning of this thing I mean three Super Bowl championships in five years double that you get six Super Bowl championships in 10 years and nobody has done anything like that and this was supposed to be the year Josh that the Chiefs were not supposed to be any good we heard about it all year long from people locally from people nationally this is the year to knock the chiefs off patrick mahomes has got a salary cap hit that's the highest in the league the chief's number one wide receiver is a rookie they don't have any sort of burner their their team isn't any good they're fighting blah 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 raiders game on christmas day and yet here we sit, and and this has to be what I think when I look around the rest of the National Football League, the biggest oblique moment maybe every other team has collectively had at one point in time, because they're all looking around too, going, we had the opportunity to knock Patrick Mahomes off, and we didn't take advantage of that opportunity, and this thing now just continues to move forward and continues to move on and continues to really, really solidify itself as one of the great dynasties, not just in the NFL, but one of the great. Dynasties, Josh, in all of sports.
0: Well, and I told you even a couple weeks ago, right after the AFC Championship, or maybe it was even right before the AFC Championship, I was surprised that none of that narrative was surrounding this team because usually when there's a champion, mm-hmm. there's a craving to then see if they can repeat. And that was never, never uttered anywhere, right? Right. right. Until really last week, it finally set in. Oh, that's right. This is the defending champs that are still alive and have an opportunity at a at a back to back. I was surprised because it's 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 so often celebrated or brought up, and then until that team is knocked out, it's it's something that's seemingly pined for. And for this one, it was not, and okay. it was just odd to me that that no one was discussing the opportunity to go back to back. And I'll tell you what, they're already talking threepeat. Oh, I, mean, I know. They're thinking it. They're saying it. Um, it's it's. I think it's a real, real goal out there for for this uh, quarterback, let's go say it, this quarterback mm-hmm. to, uh, to now do something that's, that's never been done before, which is three in a row. It's unbelievable. The no-name wide receivers that you mentioned too, oh, by the way, they're the ones that scored the touchdowns right. yesterday as right. well. If you had MVS and a Hardman as any time touchdowns, just go take that ticket to the casino right now and get, get that thing taken care of because you couldn't have you couldn't have predicted that was going to be the case.
3: No, not at all. I thought it would be Kelsey. I thought it would be Pacheco. I thought those were the guys I said for the last two weeks, Josh, that they would have the anytime touchdowns. Put your money on Isaiah Pacheco. Put your money on Travis Kelsey. Wait a second here. Hardman and MVS scored those touchdowns, but that goes to show you what this football team is all about. I mean, MVS is going to have a very interesting legacy when his time comes here in Kansas City. It could come today. Day. I mean, you know, this could have been his last game with the Kansas City Chiefs, and I've much like, him for life. yeah, right, excited <laughs> for life, just for the playoffs, right? I mean, it's it's yeah. it's really the Frank Clark type of legacy. I mean, you know, irrelevant during the regular season, and then comes through in the postseason and has big moments for you. And MVS did all that, and then you know, the genius of Brett Veach to go out and get McCall Hardman, and and McCall didn't do anything for the most part while he came back here to Kansas City, messed up a couple of times, and people got mad about it. But when it mattered most, he showed up on the big stage. And that's what this team has the knack for doing, for showing up on the biggest stage. And when they were meandering through the through the abyss of the regular season and people were losing their minds and, 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 and people were getting mad at me for not getting pissed at the Chiefs during the regular season, I said, let's wait and see what happens in the playoffs. They always play their best in the playoffs. And, Josh, this may have been the best they've ever played in the postseason because they had to go on the road and do it in Buffalo and do it in Baltimore and do it again against the Miami Dolphins and do it against all these teams that America was rooting for to take out the Kansas city chiefs, hostile environment, bad weather, MVPs, Mr. January, uh, the greatest coach ever and Kyle Shanahan who can't hold the lead to save his life. And then the chiefs are crowned champions. This was the best one. This was the most exciting one. This was the toughest one. And they're still sitting there as champions of the world. This team had to change the mindset. Throughout the course of the season, they had to do it differently. They changed, they adapted, they changed, they adapted. And then the postseason hit and the big players made big plays. And then you get a couple of plays from guys that are on your roster. And that's why the one to 53 is so important to value that bottom half of your roster. Mike Edwards is out there making plays on defense. Mike freaking Pinnell's coming through and making big plays on defense. Unbelievable, yeah. I mean, like, like everybody was out there doing something for this team last night. And that's the true, true, true definition of a team. And that's why this thing is going nowhere because you've got the leader in Andy You've got the creator in Brett Feach, and you've got the magician in Patrick Mahomes. And as long as that three-headed monster is together, the rest of the NFL
0: can go F themselves. (laughs) I was... My voice isn't good enough to give you a woo there (laughs) that would have any kind of, like... You know, good, good musical and he quality a to Flair. it. got Ric Flair. Yeah, it was a combination of Ric Flair, that dude that was very excited as he was campaigning through all the states along the
3: way. Yeah, yeah, I can't right remember now. what that guy's name but, was uh, now. But I was, was it I was T- gonna, Todd Allen or something? I have no idea. I was no trying to
0: give you one of those, but it was, it was the voice. The voice wasn't ready for that
3: this early. We're but, not ready to go yeah. that early. What is it? Three I a.m. Mean, out there? I mean, my God, right?
0: I mean, the, the ability to get everybody to contribute, I think, is what I'll remember from like this team, like. One to 53 contributing. I mean, there are two dudes last night making plays, Bob, that barely were active this season. I know. Two defensive linemen. Yep. In addition to Mike Pinnell that were out there, like, making, like, registering stats. Right. And you're like, what is going on? They used every single player on this roster and every single guy contributed. I think that's what's, what I'm going to remember most about the this particular team. And then I saw um, – Somewhere, I don't know. It was it was, it was somebody with the you know the mathematician websites right. you take for granted, uh, but but when they work, they work. And then they said that this was statistically the toughest road anybody had faced in a postseason. Right. So um, I'll take that. I'll 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 take their math and and just say say yeah, you you beat. You beat the the uh, the Dolphins and the Bills again, who had their maybe issues defensively in terms of injuries. Sure, but their full scale offenses were still were still there and viable and healthy. And then the Baltimore Ravens on the road, and then this team uh, offensively, where you you kept them at bay for most of the night, and then to see the defense, I, I mean, they they go out there and again kind of adjust as the game's going on, mm-hmm. keep you in it. The offense figures it out. Then, then the unbelievable final drive I Yeah. Mean, you get that drive of overtime uh, i was you know I, how I many plays kind of that I,
3: final drive was Josh by was the like way
0: 15 Thir- on like that 13 13 yep. 13 plays and a walk-off win 13 I mean, plays
3: great. taylor's number and they go down there and they march down the field on the final drive and, and- it's
0: ripped the hearts out of the uh, the niners yet again too the, the a team that's you know 30 years waiting yep. and then you've stolen their soul twice i you- mean we thought we think about stealing all the heartbreak they've caused in the AFC. Now there's a, like an NFC counterpart too. I mean the Eagles and and uh, and Niners got to be really just just pissed. Yeah, I mean. they do, right? You,
3: you again you had that opportunity. You had these big leads, but the you know, the, the Chiefs have like the best record in the history of all time when trailing by ten points. I mean, it's it's unbelievable how good they are when the going gets tough. And and when the going gets tough, I, I hate to be that guy, but man, the tough get going. I mean, it's just it's just crazy to think about. I mean, look, look listen to this stat. Since twenty nineteen, the Chiefs are now five and one by trailing by ten or more points at any point in the playoffs. The rest of the NFL is six and forty eight in that span. I mean this is a team that is rewriting the history books for everything, Josh, in the NFL. Everything in the NFL when it comes to history, when it comes to what has happened, when it comes to what we have seen, when it comes to what we have known, has been rewritten by the Kansas City Chiefs, not just by Patrick Mahomes, but by this entire organization. I mean, we, we've we gone eight, nine minutes into the first segment of this show, and we still haven't talked about Steve Spagnuolo and how impactful he was and what Steve Spagnuolo did yesterday. He's now won four Super Bowls, I believe, as a coordinator. Nobody else has done anything like that. Three with the Chiefs, one with the Giants. He shuts down Tom Brady. He shuts down Aaron Rodgers. He shuts down Josh Allen. He shuts down, you know, Patrick uh, uh, Lamar Jackson. He shuts down everybody. All of these big quarterbacks get shut down and you know what he did last night? He shut down Christian McCaffrey. Steve Spagnuolo held him to 3.6 yards per carry. It was the lowest yards per carry in any game for Christian McCaffrey that Trent Williams has been in at left tackle for them. So Steve Spagnuolo put up a great defensive front against another great defensive player. And for the most part, held Christian McCaffrey at bay, forced him into a fumble early on in that game, and he had the one big play with a throwback touchdown, but they held Christian McCaffrey at bay. And when Steve Spagnuolo coordinates a game, he takes your best offensive weapon and he turns him into dust and he lets him crumble right in front of your eyes and he did it again last night. It wasn't Brock Purdy that he had to worry about. It was Christian McCaffrey and nobody has coordinated a better defense against Christian
0: McCaffrey than what Steve Spagnuolo did yesterday. The stats say, so it's great i told you not to make me woo uh
2: it
1: is <laughs> i'm, up, I'm rolling
0: call... my man i'm rolling <laughs> our, our call of the game and he didn't even know it was a score we'll get to that next
4: call from mom answer it
0: call silenced
1: instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy
2: Chiefs have never led in this game. They fumbled at the 8 or they could have led. Mahomes firing for the end zone. Wide open. Touchdown! Kansas City, Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, 16 yards on a seam up the numbers, and Kansas City has its first lead of Super Bowl 58.
3: There it is, the first touchdown pass, of course, you had it, MVS with the touchdown reception for Kansas City (laughs) in the Super Bowl. Chiefs are back-to-back champions. Good morning, Kansas City. And I'll just say this. If your school hasn't called out for Wednesday yet, call your kid in sick like we did. Uh, make it simple on yourselves. Just call your kid out sick that day and say the hell with it. We're going to the parade, baby. This is back-to-back championships, and this is something that we all want to experience, and we all want to be a part of it. If you have to take your kid out of school for a day to do so because Blue Valley and Olathe are not canceling schools, then by all means, go ahead and do that. And I will say, Blue Valley and Olathe not canceling school. Right decision. Use too. Many snow days you don't want to go after Memorial Day, so keep that in mind. Just call your kid out and then the state will have to forgive it. So let's move forward with that. Make it very simple on everybody. Hey, we're going to open the phone lines this morning as you can hear Josh at a waterfall in Las Vegas. 913-586-7610. Is that a waterfall or am I just making something up? <laughs> no, there's a, there's a
0: waterfall not too far away. Okay,
3: you sound like, like you're like next to the waterfall or whatever it is out there in Las Vegas making some wishes for a three-peat. We're flipping some pennies into the fountain, Josh. Let's go. Wish for that three, Pete, but we'll take your phone calls all morning long, 913-586-7610. How this one feels for you, because as I said going into the Super Bowl, I thought it was going to be the one that means the most, and Patrick Mahomes said it numerous times, Josh, I'm sure you heard on Sunday night, this one is the most special. This one means the most. It was the hardest to get. It was a different team. The Chiefs proved to the world that they can win with a high-flying offense. They can win with a pedestrian offense. They can win with a great defense. This was the one I think that they are going to appreciate the most not because it's the most recent one because it's the one that was the hardest to get to and they gave the bird to a lot of dopes along the way who said there was no way the Chiefs could continue to win and continue to win and continue to win and yet they continue to win and I love the fact that Patrick Mahomes after the game on multiple occasions said this one is the best one for Kansas City.
0: Well, I mean the hardest road, the road playing on the road right yep all the things that they were told they can't do uh, the staying patient throughout a season when they were frustrated offensively heck they were they were frustrated for a first half last night as well I was a little bit worried Bob I gotta be honest at halftime not because of the deficit but because of the the body language that was going on yeah in the uh, the first half of the game I thought mmm I've seen this before they lost their composure in Tampa yep and I was afraid that they weren't going to be able to grasp it back again and they did they came out of halftime had a completely different look about them there was actually some smiles that were kind of going on. It looked like there was a kind of a sigh of relief. Um, and they got after it and played in the, in the second half after, a, you know, I, I could have given the pep talk. You probably could have given the pep talk after the first half and just said, hey, yeah, nothing went according to how you thought it was going to go, and you're down seven. Yeah. Like, go out here and and flush everything and figure it out. And this isn't actually, you know, a game you can flush stuff at halftime. You should anyway because you have so much time in the locker room that you normally don't have in the normal game. So get it all out of your mind, get out there in the second half and and get after it, and they they certainly did. Well,
3: I mean, and and you talk about it right there, you know, like being down seven. I even tweeted at one point, and we'll get to it a little bit later on in the show, uh, of what I was thinking at halftime. I said, San Francisco has utterly dominated this game, and it's only, what, a seven-point game or so, at halftime chiefs get the ball back after the usher concert let's roll and and we have seen this script before we have seen this team with the uncanny ability to come back like deficits just don't matter to them and i think going into the locker room at halftime if you're san francisco you're looking around go man we dominated and we're only leading by seven we're screwed like you you could definitely see the light there if you're the forty winers that you have the opportunity to knock this team off and you did not do it think of how different the game is josh if we don't see the fumble by Pacheco and we don't see the fumble by Christian McCaffrey. We probably aren't going to a fifth quarter of the Super Bowl if either one of those guys don't fumble away the football. It's probably a win in regulation for either one of those teams. And so that's why I look around today and I say, man, San Francisco, you got to be kicking yourselves. You utterly dominated that first half of football and had zero to show for it, and you let the Chiefs hang around. And you know what happens when the Chiefs hang around? kick your ass
0: yeah it's not smart um and we'll hear from uh brett veach coming up in a a little while a little later in the show my conversation with him on the field after the game and he kind of said that too he goes people are going to learn their lesson you can't you can't let 15 hang around
3: right you just can't
0: that's that's exactly what it is he's going to get you and um man superman whatever whatever you want to call him he is absolutely ridiculous and you know, kind of puts the team on it on his on his back offensively. The defense kind of just hangs in there, and that's a bad recipe for everybody else. Again, they figured something out in the season. They figured it out along the way. They adjusted along the way. Very Steve Spagnuolo like for the entire team uh, this year. Yep, they figured out a way, and you couldn't you couldn't squish them, you couldn't put them away. And here they are celebrating another trophy. It's uh, it's that's unbelievable. Mahomes now, um, you know, back to back. Uh, three titles in this short period of time right I mean my goodness it it's it's demoralizing for everybody else in the league and it should be it it, It should absolutely be because um, yeah we're gonna have we're gonna be having the conversations ahead of time about uh, about the goat because you're seeing the greatest to ever play right now Not not in terms of championships just now right but in terms of before your eyes, making magic happen. It's yeah. unbelievable. You're, you're
3: right about that. We're watching history right now. We're watching something that nobody has ever seen before. And I got two texts after the game ended yesterday. One from somebody that said Patrick LeVon Mahomes, and somebody else texted me and said Michael Jeffrey Jordan. And that's it. <laughs> I mean, that that is it. There's no one else right now in this category in sports. MVS last night on uh, NFL Network, I believe, with Chris Rose had this to say.
2: People are going to say, well, we can't put Mahomes in the Brady category until he gets a few more rings. I don't know why not. But you explain to us why you can't. I mean, look at him. Look what he's doing. Um, Six AFC championships or something like that. Um, Three Super Bowls, something like that. You know, he's just doing it, man. And uh, he's the best to to play this game right now. Um, And he's just willing his team to Super Bowl after Super Bowl
3: there's mvs talking about him being the best of all time other folks said he is the best of all time during some of the coverage last night that was going on around the uh, around the networks booker mcfarlane made the comment that patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback i've ever seen and it is okay to start believing that yourself like there's no reason anymore to try to fit tom brady ahead of him other than the championships won, and I know there's going to be a lot of blowhards today that are on there screaming that Mahomes has only won three and Brady has seven, but Mahomes is doing something that Tom Brady didn't do. I don't believe Tom Brady ever won three in five years like Patrick Mahomes has done. Tom Brady has never come back from deficits like this on a consistent basis like Patrick Mahomes has done. Tom Brady did not do any of this before the age of whatever Patrick Mahomes is right now. He's beating Tom Brady in every category. More wins at this stage. Same amount of Super Bowl championships. Like, we're watching greatness, and we're watching Patrick Mahomes do it in a league that has become so much more difficult to win than it was when Tom Brady first put his foot on the field, right? When Tom Brady took over in 2000 2000 one this league was not set up the way it is right now it is much harder to win right now and i still think if you're sitting back and you're trying to tell yourself or you're trying to convince others that patrick mahomes is not the greatest of all time then you're doing yourself a disservice and you're trying to hold on to a fallacy that no longer exists patrick mahomes is the greatest quarterback that's ever grace planted effing earth right now josh
0: Three in five years and three MVPs. Right. in the Super Bowl two. How about that I mean, too? Right. How about that? Three l- MVPs. Like, like, like you'd you'd want to make a case for somebody else, and you can't. Yeah. I mean, like an MVP, like even just a Super Bowl MVP. It's like, well, no. I saw the quarterback. He was pretty stupid. Yep. <laughs> like, like you can't even take that away from him. Like you're looking elsewhere. Like. No, nope, it ended up being the quarterback. I wanted this one to be, I I wanted this one to be on the defense, like fully on the defense, and they played fine. I'm not even, not even, I. But I wanted it to be so definitively clear, like, hey, there'll be other years for Kelsey, and there'll be other years for Mahomes. Let the defense get a little shine at the end of it, and then there's Mahomes that throws on the cape and <laughs> does what he does, and yep. he gets the MVP, and he go, yep, yep, that's 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 the dude. That's the guy. Uh, when was it over? Was not quite over, but it all led to being over. If that makes any sense, it we'll does. get to it next.
2: 13 seconds left. First quarter. Chiefs are down by.
4: lady
0: mccaffrey's touched it on three of the first four plays
2: all for good yardage they go back to him again ball is on the ground the ball is out carloftis is there for kansas city the first signal is a chief recovery
4: well the ball's definitely out
2: carloftis does come up with it after a great start by san francisco these games both these coaches know how huge turnovers are, and this gets the Chiefs off to the, the start they were really looking for.
3: So there it is. That's CBS on the call. Tony Romo and Jim Nance. I thought Romo was really good last night, really stepped up and, and really had himself a nice game last night. A lot of criticism by all of us this year. I thought Tony Romo was very good in the Super Bowl last night, and that, to me, is when the game was over. We had 12-15 to go in the first. <laughs>
0: yep that's when Bob sent me the text
3: Christian McCaffrey put it out of God you know you were waiting for the text at that moment right like I know I'm a little predictable at things
0: Josh you were waiting for that text to come at that point in time admit it but I mean no but didn't you think one turnover might be the difference in this game 100% that's why I sent it yeah or or the difference of the Chiefs getting off to like a blazing start and then having to be you know track meted. yeah so yeah no I thought that I thought that, that turnover was so big you're like um you know the crowd was was so into it San Francisco had the building they had more they had more in the building oh it definitely and, sounded and like it kind of it, deflated yeah. right away it definitely you know deflated them right away and I'm thinking no no I, I I was probably right there with you, like, all right, let's go. It's on. Yeah. <laughs> so it didn't quite turn out that way, but, um, yeah, it, 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 led, it led to it, right? If they go in for a score after moving the football, mm-hmm. then what? Yeah, right. right. It's, a to- it's a totally different game. So just preventing the score there ends up being huge.
3: And, and and not just preventing a touchdown, possibly, on the opening drive, Josh, but even preventing a field goal at that point in time. Because as you start to look back at this game, they get three points there. They win the game yeah, in regulation, right? Yeah. Every single point mattered, including the extra point. And, and we'll talk about that. But, you know, they, they blocked that extra point. And my daughter's like, is that really a big deal? It's only one point. I'm like, yeah, that's a huge deal. And as the game unfolded the rest of the way, we kept looking at her going, see what we're talking about? She goes, oh, yeah, that was huge. That blocked extra point. Because instead of a four-point lead, now you got a three-point lead. And when you make mistakes and leave the door cracked, Patrick Mahomes barrels through like a Bob Fesco at a bar, man, just comes storming through that door, bull in China shop type of mentality, and just takes over the game, and it was remarkable. You gave them opportunities, and they took advantage of those opportunities, and Josh, you had an opportunity to catch up with McCall Hardman, and like you talk about taking advantage of opportunities. This guy was basically left for dead with the Jets, and then kind of here in Kansas City, can you believe that Patrick Mahomes trusted him on the exact same play that they trusted Kadarius
0: Tony a year prior to win the super bowl i mean i guess it's pretty <laughs> in, a, in hindsight like, yeah, we should se- have all seen it right in, in, in hindsight <laughs> we should have seen all this coming like of course they're going to go back to somebody but no yeah. but even over the last few weeks of the season then you know the game kind of the opportunity at the tail end of the regular season bob and then he was one of the ones that kind of got weeded out come playoff time right right and so yep. Um, as you're as as you're lining up wide receivers yesterday, which obviously was a story, as we were looking, you know, at how this game was kind of unfolding, you're like. Is he going to factor in the mix? Mm-hmm. Is guy Moore going to factor in? Because the, they had guys that hadn't really been in the mix the last several weeks, and here it is. McCole Hardman gets a a big downfield pass play earlier in the game, and then is delirious like everyone else when I talk to him about the walk off. I was the first guy to find him too, Bob. I'm like, Good. I'm like literally tracking him. I'm literally tracking him on the field. Now, granted, he drops a couple of a, beep, a beeps on me on, on live uh, live radio right after the game, which was awesome. But but I, I tracked him down right away. I'm like. I was nobody talking about cole hartman right out of the shoot he just came up with the game winning freaking play and here's my chat with him on the field
4: i didn't even know i was going to build the field right then coach reed called the play pat made a hell of a play man uh i kind of blacked out when i called it i didn't know what was going on but man we <laughs> super bowl champs, man three times three times yeah. i've seen you hold up the
0: three fingers three time champion three time. what does that mean and another dramatic finish man
4: it means everything, man. The team, we've been through everything, adversity. I came in later. Season ain't welcome. we met with open arms. But I love, I love these boys, man. Damn, McCall! Get that done, you know?
0: <laughs> That's Wait. McCall Hardman guys, congratulations, no. Beep,
3: beep. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. Right. With that, with that, but that, that's the raw emotion of, of a game like that. And, and I know Mahomes had said a, on a couple occasions, Josh McColl didn't know the game was over. Like what did McColl think was going to happen there? Did, did he think we were going to the sixth quarter? Did we, we kick it off? Like, well, how did he not know the game was over at that
0: point in time? I mean, that was a pretty ridiculous <laughs> celebration to be a part of and not realize you'd had the game winner. Right. But yeah. you know, yeah. What, Sometimes what, people are on their own planet. Yeah. yeah I Somebody might have been on their own planet there. Yeah,
3: maybe, maybe. So did you realize, though, had the time run out in that situation, the drive would have continued in a sixth quarter because the Chiefs still had the ball. It was still their first drive, and there's still their opportunity to answer. Like, Buffalo's got to be kicking themselves. Not only did they give us Patrick Mahomes, they then put in a rule in the postseason that directly benefited the Chiefs in the first year after. My God, like, that would have continued into the sixth quarter. I'm like, what's Andy doing? Time's running out. What are we doing? Let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go. And then Jim Nance said, at one point said, no, nah, that would have continued into this. I think it was Nance. I heard it somewhere. It would have continued into the sixth quarter had time run out because the Chiefs were still in the midst of their drive. So the time didn't even matter.
0: They go and they run the same play. Right. Corn dog, uh, Tom and Jerry. It's it's under a couple of different names, but they've run it various times now, including last year, as you mentioned uh in in the super bowl and go back to an old standard that's just tough to defend and they call it at the just absolute perfect moment to be able to do it and i'll tell you what this offense too they didn't they weren't thinking field goal they were thinking going down and scoring a touchdown and uh boy they they put their minds to it and like no we're scoring a touchdown here and and uh what a way to end it what a way to end it in in overtime because I was thinking that same thing. I'm like, could we really get a double overtime? Like one, how cool would that be? Right. Like, yeah. We'd still <laughs> you know, be there. But then you're like, nah, nah, just rather, just rather <laughs> win it. Just <laughs> yeah. rather win it here than, than, than find out. We can all find out together what double overtime is. No, thanks. Yeah.
3: It's crazy too. When you think about it and watch this team play because like 16 straight drives, they went without a touchdown, you know, from the first half of that Baltimore game to when they scored that first touchdown with MVS it was like 16 straight drives in the postseason where they didn't score a touchdown. And then all of a sudden they turn it on. Like, I, I've never seen a team be able to turn it on like the Chiefs are able to turn it on. It's like they they toy with you. They play around with you. They feel you out. It's almost like they were dating the 49ers for a while. Then, then boom, they consummated the relationship there at the end. Like, they just kind of went slow. They took their time. They went on a first date. They went on a second date. They, you know, they, they, they played hard to get for a little bit. And then they turn it on. It's like every single time, Josh, I've never seen a team with the uncanny ability To look so dramatically pedestrian and then look like so dramatically awesome all in the same game. But this team just continues to do that from an
0: offensive standpoint. If you had Bob's weird analogies on your bingo card today, you can go ahead and check that one off once again. Mm -hmm. Uh, Legacies are piling up, lest we forget one Brett Veach. Hear from him next.
2: at running back first down and goal to go play action fake right side draw touchdown kansas city mccall hardman mccall hardman with the catch on the right side a three-yard touchdown pass in overtime kansas city wins the game 25 22 and the chiefs kingdom has started its own history class
3: There it is, Mitch Holtus on 106.5 The Wolf with the call as the Kansas City Chiefs become back-to-back champions and do something nobody has done in over 20 years. If you want to hear how it sounded all over the country, here's Kevin Harlan on the call for Westwood One.
2: First and goal at the three. Lining up in the clock at 10 seconds and ticking. In the shotgun, Mahomes. Four-man front, receiver of motion, low snap. He runs and he throws. Caught touchdown. It's caught. Hardman caught the ball. The Chiefs have won. The Chiefs have won. The entire bench empties, chasing Mahomes in the end zone. Their third Super Bowl in five years. The Chiefs are back-to-back Super Bowl champions. It is a dynasty. The Chiefs have won Super Bowl 58-25-22 in overtime.
3: That's Kevin Harlan on Westwood One. My favorite part of that call, Josh.
2: Hardman caught the ball! Like he was
3: stuck like everybody <laughs> else. <laughs> Hardman caught the ball! Right. He, here's how it sounded in Korea. Oh, of course.
2: Oh! 미코 어쩌면 우리는 역사상 최고의 선수와 NFL 역사상 최고의 팀을 목격했는지도 모르겠습니다. 캔자스시 칩스 5년 동안 세 번째 우승 2년 연속 슈퍼볼 배트릭 마운스 전설의 반열에 올라갑니다.
3: There it is, how it I sounded agree. in Korea last night.
2: Caught
0: yeah. I totally agree, whatever they said. I want to meet those dudes. They were great. I mean, it was we fantastic, gotta, right? We loved them the entire playoffs. I gotta, I gotta, we got to meet those yeah. guys. Go yeah. one. There's Kevin Harlan. Wes I was a little won. bit nervous during Kevin's call because he said, the entire bench and Klingler are running after McCall Hardman. i like, oh, no. It would have been Kevin fantastic. saw me. He's going to point me out. Yeah, Who's I'm the like, middle-aged no. guy running yeah. after McColl? <laughs> <laughs> is that a streaker? The, <laughs> I about got caught up in the wash, too, because they ran and then circled back. Yeah. You know, and, and, and there's then all of a sudden, there's all these photographers chasing after Mahomes right. when he's doing that. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to get run over here. That is so, fantastic. Yeah. How, yeah. What
3: was that like on the field? I mean, as soon as McColl scores that touchdown, take me through that moment with you out there on the field, because you literally experienced something that no other person in the history of the world can say they experienced last night. And that's running after McCall Hardman and getting the first interview with the guy after the game-winning touchdown.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it was it was yeah. We were standing, you know, close enough to the bench where y- you felt like it was a tidal wave, and you just had to get on it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it was just everybody was sprinting towards the field, and so you kind of had to you kind of had to join in because everybody was doing it. Like, oh wait, the game's over, and then then everybody just just went flying. So yeah, it was uh, it was pretty wild. And then everybody piling on him in the end zone, and then. Then it was kind of getting everybody separated, right? Cause right. I think they they had a plan, like the the stadium security had a plan, sure. And it did not go to fruition because uh, they didn't foresee. I think everybody rushing the field like that. It's one thing if teams walk across the field and they orderly, you know, uh, you know, keep who shouldn't be on the field off the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it was it was just utter chaos, and I mean, you have never seen a finish like that. So. Why would it be any, any different than that? Yeah. It's amazing. No it no amazing.
3: question, man. It, it sounds like it, I, I'm getting goosebumps listening to you kind of talk about that and be on that field and – you know, I had the opportunity to do it when the Royals won in 2015. You've now had the opportunity to do it for, what, two Super Bowls in back-to-back years where the Chiefs have gotten to do it. There's nothing better than being part of that euphoric feeling that people have when they just won a championship and, and really sharing that moment with them, Josh. And so you got to do something unique. I, I hope you realize how lucky you are and how many people in Kansas City are like, damn, I wish I was Josh Day, even though he doesn't have any shoes. I, I'd still <laughs> like to be, you know, Josh Klingler to have. I have ran, that out experience. Of I ran out of the
0: shoes
3: <laughs> you, you should have been barefoot <laughs> have on the field right yeah. but none yeah. of that happens without Brett Veach and and throughout all of this i mean i know Andy Reid is a big figure and overshadows everybody and Brett Veach has kind of taken you know a back seat in in the spotlight but he's the greatest general manager in Kansas City sports history i mean there's just no debating that anymore it's not Dayton Moore it's not John Sherholds it's not Carl Peterson it's 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 nobody other than Brett Veach and and, and he's got i mean i don't even know who number 2 would be at this point in time maybe it is Dayton since he led the Royals to that world championship, but Brett Veach is in a category all of his own, and that is the greatest general manager in Kansas City sports history. Josh, he's trending to be the greatest general manager in the history of the National Football League. Hardman makes that play at the end. A guy that they went out and traded for in the middle of the season. He made two of the biggest plays of the game. I mean, people are forgetting the big play that he had to set up the Pacheco fumble, and so Hardman was huge in this game for Kansas City. I mean, it's insane how that guy stepped it up and they won the game in a season that was really tumultuous for McColl Hardman. Nobody really wanted him after last year. Ended up signing with the Jets. That didn't go well. Gets traded back to the Chiefs in the middle of the season. That didn't go all so well, but there he is at the end because he kept working hard and kept fighting for it, but he wouldn't have been there unless Brett Veach had the foresight for all of this. The Mike Pinnell situation yesterday, I mean, where would I said it after the one Super, where would we be without Mike Pinnell, and, and here he is again. At one point of the game, my daughter looks at me. She goes, he's big. I go, yeah, they call him Big Mike Pinnell, and she's like, really? I'm like, yeah, yeah and she says man. he wears number 69, too. I'm like,
0: yeah, he does. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no but those are those are those moves yeah i mentioned i mentioned like the entire 53 man roster i mean mike pinnell's the guy who comes in here and uh, i guess i, I would i safe to say agrees to the type of contract in which they signed him to in which he was bouncing between the practice squad and the and the the main roster throughout mm-hmm. the entire postseason he goes from practice squad to elevation to starter and you know he's kind of willing to do that to be a part of of things as well so the savvy moves that they have made throughout no you're exactly right in terms of especially sustained success as well Mm -hmm. I mean it's one thing to to be able to build something to win the challenge is to keep it going and Brett Veach has been right there to keep it going yeah Uh, at some point he'll get maybe the the credit he deserves and obviously there's there's a lot of shadows that and he doesn't mind Seemingly being in in that to a certain extent, right? Right. Uh, but um, there's there's a lot there's a lot of bright lights on the the coach and quarterback. But uh, yeah, don't don't sleep on the uh, the general manager who right. who put this thing together. And again, they they used everybody and they on the did. roster at some point this year, and everybody uh kind of came and heck felix made a play yeah huge play like huge yeah huge play play. so huge like play. everybody's stepping up and, and and making plays and they use their entire roster so effectively this year got a chance to catch up with him on the field after the game i mean i know these games are often heart stopping this one this one was heart beating out of the chest kind of feel for pretty much everybody in the stadium wasn't it
4: yeah no it was um it was a classic for sure. Um, you know, credit to the staff, credit to the players. Uh, kind of been the team we've been all year and um, got better as the season went on, got better as this game went on. And, uh, you know, it's, listen, it, it's um, a lesson to the rest of the league. If you if you put the ball in 15's hands to decide the game, I mean, it's going to go up um, – it's going to turn up red, right? And, and so, uh, you know, the defense did their thing all year. And, you know, I knew when we got to stop – if we had a chance to get 15 the ball, that we go down there and score, and you know, sure enough, we did. And um, I mean, to execute at that level when everything is on the line is just amazing. So credit to the staff, credit to the team, just unbelievable, unbelievable game.
0: Down 10 has been nothing in these games. It's been amazing to see the the resilience and the comeback. What do you sense – what does that make up? Is that just feed upon itself now year after year that this team is just one that's going to fight and, and claw and scratch no matter what the deficit?
4: Yeah, I think it's experience, it's confidence. And, um, you know, we – this team, this organization knows that a football game is four quarters and, um, you know, uh, we never stop believing. And we know that, you know – when guys need to step up and make a play, I mean, we have guys that that'll do that. I mean, how about how about Nicole Hardman? I mean, the guy starts off in New York, and and we're able to bring him back, and he scores the Super Bowl-winning touchdown. I mean, it's you can't make this stuff up. You you know, it's what a script that is for him. But you know, to be there on a New York team in the middle of season to come here and um, be back with his teammates and you know friends that organization that drafted him come back and score a game-winning touchdown in overtime is just incredible something he'll never forget something our organization will never forget you mentioned getting better in the game getting better throughout the season
0: what leads to that that there's the constant kind of improvement as the things in progress
4: i think it's just a belief in, in one another um you know, even in the middle of the season, when we were kind of up and down, I, I don't think it was ever a talent issue. I think it was just a, a focus issue and just paying attention to details. Um, you know, there is something to be said about a mental and physical exhaustion. These guys have played a ton of football, a um, ton of postseason games. They have virtually no offseason. I mean, we'll have a parade, and, and then a few, a few months, we'll be right back at it. And um, there was a sense that... You know, in the middle of the season, these guys were just playing to get to the postseason. And, um, you know, it's not a great formula. You you know, you don't – I mean, Coach Reed wouldn't want to say that. But, you know, I think we knew that once we got to the postseason that you'd see a different Chiefs team. And, you know, I mean, to beat Miami, uh, negative degree – negative 30-degree weather, go on the road, beat Buffalo – um, beat Baltimore and then, you know, beat the Niners. I mean, no one ever can ever say we, we took the easy road out and, you know, we backdoored in some of the games. I mean, we beat the NFL's best on their terms um, on the road. And, um, you know, that's why we're world champs.
0: You and Coach wearing the Hank Stram area, era jackets tonight. What did that mean to, to wear this tonight?
4: You no, know, it's, it's actually we're, um, we're three for three in this coat. So we, we broke them out in Miami. And then during that COVID year, you know, we didn't wear them, and we decided to bring them back. Last year we won. We were two for two. And, um, you know, in that bye week we had before the game, Clark Clark shot me a text and said, I think we should go back, you know, stick with what works and go to the Hank Schramm throwbacks, and um, we did. Now we're three for three.
0: I hope you're not kicking yourself for not wearing it then for that Tampa <laughs> yeah. one.
4: Yeah, that's all right. I um, I learned my lesson and um, look forward to wearing this in New Orleans next year. All right, not to put pressure, but what what's next for Brett Beach
0: <laughs> here in the next uh, week or so after parade, probably post parade, maybe even before that. The off
4: never never stops, right? Yeah, it never ends. We have a lot of you know um, tough decisions to make, and we'll do that. But you know, number one on my priority list is is to enjoy every minute of this and um, have fun tonight, have fun at the parade, and soak it all in. Brett Beach, congratulations on another Super Bowl. Yeah, thank you very much.
3: Well, we're living here in Brett Feech town. Without him, Patrick is not around. Out at Arrowhead, they're winning games, throwing touchdowns, holding parades. And Travis is catching the ball. Dropping dimes to Tyreek and more. And our sacks are coming from Chris Jones. Ties making plays. We need more parades. And we're living here in Bradfeach Town.
1: living here in Prefuge town. Well, I think Sixth we ten. are there Josh <laughs> Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way.